Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. Here at Modern Mom Probs, you know, we try to solve the world's problems, but if we can't, hey, at least we're having fun talking about it. Today's topic is put an end to mom guilt and burnout in 10 minutes a day with Dr. Maggie Vaughn. Dr. Maggie Vaughn is an award-winning psychotherapist with over 15 years of experience offering support to individuals, couples, and families. She is the head of Youth Transformation at Tapouts, which offers live coaching to kids around the world to instill them with the life skills needed for support in relationships and school, all while having fun. Maggie is also the author of Depression Relief Journal. Her experience has been featured in several media outlets, including the New York Times, Huffington Post, and the Daily Mail. Maggie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. So you've been supporting families for 15 years, families, couples, all of that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also hold a degree in clinical psychology and specialize in work with families and couples. And as you know, I am proud to be a part of the Tapouts team as their head of youth transformation. Tapouts is a live coaching platform in which kids come together weekly in small groups led by experienced coaches who engage the kids in games and other fun activities designed to help them learn how to express emotions, manage troubling thoughts, develop a growth mindset and resilient skills so that they can live as happy little people and grow into happy big people and give parents the reassurance that their kids are developing these vital skills early in life so that they don't have to suffer from not having them later in life. And as I imagine will become evident as we chat, I think supports like Tapouts can give parents some desperately needed respite and reinforcement. Yeah, absolutely. My son is a part of the Tapouts community. I want to mention that he's been oh, doing it now so for great. about nine months. I think he's been doing it since the spring and he loves it. It's probably his favorite extracurricular activity. He loves it so much that even on Thanksgiving day, like it, he did tap out. So we had Thanksgiving dinner and all of that kind of stuff. We were like, oh, it's 5.15 on Thursday. You know what that means? And and he signed on for tap outs and that's how committed wow. he is. Yeah. He wow. doesn't even miss it on, on holidays. <laughs> he loves it. He's such a huge fan. That is awesome. And it points to two, two things that one, it is really fun and it offers, you know, it's available at so many different times that surely it will accommodate your schedule. If you can meet on Thanksgiving, you can meet almost any time. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So today you're here to talk about putting an end to mom guilt and burnout in 10 minutes a day. And I don't have to tell you this, but the number of moms entering the workforce has steadily increased over the last 50 years. However, somehow the number of hours that moms spend with their children has also increased. Why is this the case? 
So since World War II, when Benjamin Spock encouraged responsive parenting and treating each child as an individual, there has been a trend toward child-centered parenting that has just snowballed over time. And particularly since the 1980s, our society has just latched on to this ideology of intensive parenting. And so as a result, in our culture from a very young age, we are told directly and indirectly that the best moms spend tons of time with their kids. And what this ideology postulates is that it's a mother's and this belief system is still pretty gendered in nature, that it is a mother's constant engagement with her children that is critical for a child's social, emotional, and physical health. It even implies that it is the mother's level of engagement that determines her child's success in life. And so these ideas make mothers feel as though they are failing their kids anytime they're not with them. The message is that if you take me time or time to work, that it causes our children to suffer. In fact, in one study I read recently, something like 40% of Americans said that they believe that when a mother, not a father, when a mother works outside the home, that it inflicts harm upon her children. And it's we, it's, you know, we're doing this to ourselves. We still believe that we are uniquely suited to tend to children's wants and needs. And we moms are constantly judging each other and we're judging ourselves. So yes, back to your point, mothers are working more than ever and they are spending more time playing and caring for their kids than they ever have before. Today, I think something like 70% or more mothers are participating in the workforce, whereas only about 20% were doing so in the 1950s. And so there's been this steady uptick in workforce participation among moms that has coincided with the increased amount of time moms spend in their parenting role. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I mean, those statistics are bananas to think that 40% in this day and age of 40% of people think that it's detrimental to the children. I know, I know, it's crazy. That is, that's wild. So like, <laughs> how does this trend affect mothers? How does it affect their day-to-day? Yeah, so what it means is that we have inflicted upon ourselves an epidemic of mom guilt, which is why I am super happy to be here today. I am hoping that we can make just a tiny contribution toward eradicating the mom guilt. Moms are trying to uphold an impossible ideal. Most mothers feel as though they don't spend enough time with their kids. And so this intensive parenting trend is causing a great deal of distress. It also means that there's no such thing as work-life balance and that many moms are now approaching motherhood from a place of fear. You know, they're, they're afraid that if they step away, they do something for themselves, that their kids are going to struggle, that they are bad mothers, which of course results in greater stress and more burnout for moms. You know, it's just hard to feel energized and good about your parenting when your belief system tells you that you are bound to fail. 
when you're constantly seeing the ways in which you're falling short. And here's the most important problem, I would say, with the intensive parenting ideology, and it's an ironic one. Your well-being has implications for your child's well-being. So feeling stressed can have negative effects on your child's emotional and physical health and development. So in our effort to ensure that we prevent harm to our children by spending every possible second with them, we're causing ourselves distress and inadvertently passing that along to our kids. I think that is such a huge takeaway that is not addressed enough. You know, people always talk about like, oh, self-care and take a moment for yourself. And it's like, yes, self-care is important, but also like even more than, you know, getting your nails done or taking like a hot shower. It's the fundamentals that are underneath that of, like you said, spending 100% of your time with the children or not having time to be able to even come up for air, so to speak. Yeah. Or when you, when you take that time feeling as though it's not really okay for me to take this time, but someone suggested I do it. So maybe it's okay. I'm not really sure, but my friend is at the soccer game right now. And so maybe I am the bad mom. So-and-so spends more time, you know, we're just constantly evaluating ourselves. So it's hard to actually do it and trust that it's okay. No, it's, I was very much like that when my son was younger and when he was a toddler. I was like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I have to. And and as he's gotten older, I've obviously become much better about that. But I think it sort of helps when the kids do get older. You know, I, I it's different when you have a 10-year-old versus a three-year-old. You feel like, oh, I have to be here every second of the day. And that's just simply not the case. So, you know, as as you mentioned, just based upon what you've described, we're setting ourselves up for burnout, for stress, for guilt with this mentality that we have to dedicate every second of the day to our kids. So really, my question to you, Maggie, is how much time is enough? Yeah, what I want parents to know is that what the research shows is that it's the quality of time, not the quantity that matters when it comes to building a secure attachment with your child and contributing to their success in school and relationships. By the way, as I talk about this, I feel like I do need to clarify, this is primarily for kids ages three and up. Zero to three is just a whole different, it's just an entirely different phase of life when obviously our kids are completely dependent. So that might be a a different episode, but from three and up, you know, we don't need to spend every waking minute with our kids. What's most important is that you you give your child regularly the message that they matter, that they are wonderful exactly as they are. It's not enough to be physically present. When, when I'm talking about this 10 minutes that I'm going to get to, it's not about being there in the room. It's about being attentive. And this can be offered in as little as 10 minutes of one-on-one time a day. Beyond those 10 minutes of focused parenting, I hope that after listening to this, your listeners will recognize and trust that it is okay to just be on hand. And it's even wise for your sanity and your families that you take up on available sources of support 
and rely on supplements to your parenting, like the tap outs program. So there's a difference between being attentive and being accessible. Being accessible means you're on hand, you're ready to respond and keep your kids safe and out of trouble. Whereas direct engagement involves playing, talking, sharing an activity with our child. Maybe you could even do this during homework, which I try to avoid (laughs) at all costs, but maybe you can pull it off. (laughs) This is direct engagement that matters. You know, it's the direct engagement that, that matters a lot, but a tiny bit goes a very long way. And this is where that 10 minutes comes in. So here's the message, which I hope alleviates some of the mom guilt out there Simply setting aside 10 minutes of one-to-one time with your child, free of distractions, is enough to reinforce a secure attachment and raise an independent, confident, and resilient child. That's that's so important. Going back to, I have so many questions. I have so many follow-up questions for you, Maggie. So going back to the homework, I want to share a quick story. Last year, when my son was in fourth grade, he had a hard time with math homework. He would come home. There would be tears. It was very frustrating. I'm not great at math myself, so it was also hard for me, but I could do long division, so that's fine. And so he he would come down, he would come home and and it would be a struggle. And I'm, I'm sure so many people can relate to this. And so what I started doing was without any distractions, put my phone away, no computer or anything. And I sat down with him and I worked on his homework with him one-on-one, sitting next to each other at the kitchen table and gave him my full and undivided attention. And it paid off in dividends. He stopped crying. We didn't have the struggles that we had. He knew that I was there if he needed me. Sometimes I would play dumb and say, I don't understand this concept. Can you show me how you got to that answer? Can you show me how you did it? And he would. And, And when I tell you I mean, it's not like it's like, oh, it's a miracle or anything, but like it was night and day from where we started out with the homework to where we finally got to by the end of the year, just by my sitting down with him for that 10 minutes a day. And of course, I give him so much more time throughout the course of the day anyway, but just for that homework expedition that we did every day, (laughs) because it was an expedition. It was really like, I felt like we were climbing Mount Everest each day. Time and time again. <laughs> and it it made such a huge difference of just sitting there and saying, okay, what are we doing today? Show me what you got. And then just working through it together. That's amazing. Yeah. And what you were doing really was just being present. You were not focusing on where you needed to be. You weren't focused on the rest of the to-do list. You were just there in it with him. And that's really hard to do. You know, we're just, we're so overloaded. It's, it's hard to stop. And especially with homework. I mean, if I wanted to become an abusive parent or try to get all my hair to fall out, I would spend a ton of time doing homework. So I try to avoid it. That's like, that's been my parenting lesson is like, try my best to outsource that. But you did great at just, you know, you're, you're doing great at just, being in it. And I think that's the key and coming up with maybe some sort of mantra, like it just doesn't matter because it's easy to get frustrated and to think like, Oh, we're never going to get this done. But just reminding yourself, it just doesn't matter. It's just homework. It's okay. 
Thank you. I appreciate that, Maggie. It was it was the tears at the table that were so heartbreaking. And I knew, I said, you know, we can't have this every day the way that this is going. It's just simply unsustainable to do that every single day. That's why I said it felt like climbing Mount Everest. But eventually, like I said, it was it was fine. And we worked together and gave him my my undivided attention. And we got through it. And we got through it together. And, and he knew that we were doing it together as a team and he didn't feel alone and he felt validated. And so I think that's, you know, some of the most important things that we could do as parents. Now it's, it was, it was challenging. I'm glad, I'm glad that's behind us now (laughs) 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 because it it really was tricky. So my, my follow-up question to that though is, you know, I have one child, but what about families with multiple children? So you're saying, you know, what, what do we do in that situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have more than one child, you're going to want to spend this 10 minutes of direct engagement with each of them. So you'll have to do it multiple times. It, it doesn't sound like a lot, but actually when you do it, when you try to hold this off, you'll realize that 10 minutes of focus time takes a lot of discipline. There are so many distractions in this world and there are so many things that need to get done. So, you know, taking that 10 minutes for each child to to step into their world, to do exactly what's on their agenda, not yours, can be hard. It's like building a muscle for a lot of parents. Like, I, you know, they tell me all the time, like, if I, you know, if I have to do 10 more minutes of my little pony talking to the other my little pony again, I'm absolutely going to lose my mind. But you do, you develop, you develop the muscle, you get accustomed to it and you, you find yourself relaxing more and more into those 10 minutes. But yes, you do need to do this with each child, ideally. That makes sense. You know, it's funny that you said about the My Little Pony talking that sometimes, depending on the day, getting on the floor and playing is really hard. <laughs> you're not, it's hard. It's hard. You're not in the mind space for that. And sometimes you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's sit down. We'll play Barbies. Or I don't know, like you said, My Little Pony. But the other days are like, oh, I am just not doing it. Or then the, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about all of the other things you could be, or not even could be, you should be doing, right? I'm using should in quotes, right? There's so many other things where you're like, I should be folding that laundry. I should be getting back to that client. I should be doing all of those things. And then that feeds into the mom guilt and the burnout that you were talking about earlier. Completely, completely. Again, we're always judging ourselves. Yeah, my daughter is in this stage where she wants me to tell her what this Barbie is saying to the other Barbie. And then she wants me to switch roles and, and tell her what the other Barbie is telling the one. And I'm like, I'm just so not creative. I, you know, I, I am like, Barbie's bored. <laughs> you know, I am so bad, but I, I have to try. I, you know, yeah. Barbie thinks mommy is really not very creative. <laughs> I understand. I used but to I be push like that myself. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right, though. So it I is try building to submerge a muscle. myself. It is. It is. And now I try my best to submerge myself in these stories. And the more you get into it, the more you you get into it, and the faster the time passes. But that's true. Or it's like, it's a, mommy, you're not playing that right. No, no, mommy. That's <laughs> not how Barbie goes. You're not doing it right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so that's true. so funny. So, okay. 
So I'm, I'm going to go back to this this 10 minute and, and Barbie and, and My Little Pony and all of that kind of stuff. How can we make the most out of those 10 minutes? So in a nutshell, what kids need from parents is to know that they're safe and to know that they're seen. And so when we talk about the 10 minutes of direct engagement, we're mainly focused on seeing the seeing part, seeing our kids, showing our kids that we're taking them in and that we like them exactly as they are. So the first part of this is the setup. You'll need to make sure that you're free from potential distractions such as your phone, your TV, your computer, which obviously can entice you away to check email or TikTok or whatever it is that, you know, whatever your temptations are. And second, ideally, as we've discussed, this is one-on-one time. So again, if you have more than one child, you'll want to do this with each of them. So in terms of the actual engagement with your child, I often use the acronym CLEAR with my parents just to help them to remember some of these elements of this engaged time. So C-L-E-A-R. The C is for curiosity. And I'm sure you know what that is. This is just about showing interest, asking open-ended questions, asking follow-up questions. An example might be, so what made you decide to paint today? Or if you're reading a book with your child, you could ask, so why do you think so-and-so is crying? Just showing them that you're, you're really engaged in this activity. The L is for letting them lead, letting your child you know, lead the way, gives them a sense of self-efficacy. It helps them to build confidence and independence. It shows them that their ideas are valid ones and that it's okay to make mistakes. It even helps them to develop self-regulation skills because inevitably something they're trying won't work and they will have to decide what to do about that disappointment. At Tap Outs, we reinforce this by constantly praising the effort, the ideas, so that when disappointment occurs or someone answers something incorrectly, it's in the context of all of that positivity. So it very quickly fades into the background. E is for eye contact. This indicates that you're taking your child in, that you're with them, that they matter to you, and that you want to connect with them. With this, as as with all of these elements, I realize that every kid is different. Some kids really don't like eye contact. You know, with any of these, they don't. You don't need to deliver at the same level of intensity. You can, you know, cater to your particular child. So do whatever feels right. Whatever feels like is is helping to facilitate that connection most. A is for attunement just labeling and validating your kids' experiences and emotions, responding to your kids' emotional expressions with empathy. Attunement helps kids learn how to read their own internal signals and to self-soothe. And it reinforces that secure attachment that they have with you. Attunement is something, again, that the tap-outs coaches do with an amazing, you know, they just do an excellent job of modeling the attunement. They very much prioritize helping the kids to read their own and others' emotions so that they can become skilled at self-regulating and connecting with with their peers. So this is something that that we certainly reinforce at Tap Outs. The R is for reflect, repeating back to your kids what they've said or verbalizing what it is they're doing so that they know 
you're taking them in, again, that you're fully present. An example of this could be repeating back to your child, I know, I know you hate the homework, but then going on to add something like, I know, I think most kids feel the same way, but I am just so proud of you for taking it on and doing it anyway and getting it behind you. So rather than focusing on how much time you're spending with your kids, just grab those opportunities to really connect with them. It really doesn't take much to maintain a strong bond with them so that they can head out into the world feeling safe and connected and capable. And don't forget that a lot of the modeling you're doing for them can be reinforced by additional supports. Tap outs is obviously a great one. Hopefully your kids are getting some of this modeling at school or maybe from other caregivers. So it's not, it's not all on you is, is my point. Yeah. I love a good acronym. So I'm so glad you shared clear <laughs> with me because I, I was taking notes and uh, I love that. I, I think it makes so much sense that when you sit down, you could sort of have that in the back of your mind of like, these are sort of the goals that I want to accomplish in my 10 minutes when I'm giving them my undivided attention. I just wanted to say that tap outs has been so helpful for my son because when he sits there, like I said, on Thursday afternoons, I listen to his coach who is absolutely lovely. She's so validating and so positive. I think that's why like each week he like can't wait to go back because she's giving him her undivided attention with the other students, obviously, but she does all of those things that you mentioned. You know, she's attuned. She's giving him the the attention. She's giving him the the reflection and the validation, and and so yeah, I can't say enough great things about that. So thank you for for mentioning that. Yeah, I know the coaches are so fun and engaging, and they provide so much positive reinforcement. She really does. Like she's absolutely lovely. She's just love. When I hear her voice on the computer, I'm like, oh, she's just lovely. She's just like a hug personified. And I think he feels that. And I think the other students feel that too. So I just think she's lovely. So I just had to say my two cents on that. So going back to to eliminating mom burnout or, or trying to quell the mom burnout, what are some of your key takeaways for the moms stuck in this situation? Recognizing that we are in an epidemic of mom guilt we need to be careful about how we evaluate our parenting and that of others. We are all just doing the best we can. And so I think it's important that we have compassion for one another as well as ourselves. Next, it's that it's the quality of engagement rather than the amount of time spent parenting that the research shows matters most. Meaningful engagement can take place in just 10 minutes a day. Third is that kids need well-adjusted parents. Parents who sacrifice sleep, childcare support, and parenting support, leisure time, so that they can spend every waking hours with their kids, feel exhausted and stressed. And that stress trickles down to our kids. So it's okay and beneficial to you and your child to spend time doing other things. And finally, moms need support. So ask yourself, what are my untapped sources of support? Can your spouse, another family member, a friend offer additional support? Does your child's school offer aftercare? 
Can you supplement your parenting by leaning on tap outs for life skills coaching? Remember that when your kids learn critical life skills from anywhere, it not only helps them, but it has a positive effect on the entire family unit. So the bottom line is that you are helping not hurting your kids by having a life of your own, by leaning on other people and programs, and by taking breaks that allow you to be less stressed and more present when you're with them. I think those are all fantastic, fantastic takeaways. I hope everyone's going to take notes about that because I'm going to put those notes in my pocket and keep those with me along with the clear acronym. (laughs) No, it it is. It's really important to keep those things in mind because many times people are just going through their day to day and just trying to like get through the day and you're not taking a step back to reflect on, on those important topics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And parenting is so hard. It's so hard. So I think we need to go easier on ourselves. Definitely. You know, there's so much mom shaming and judgment and, Sometimes you catch yourself doing it and you're like, oh my gosh, no, why, why, why? I have to know, stop that. What's, <laughs> you know, and, and so you do it to yourself, you do it to others. And you, I think it's just really important to give ourselves grace and to give others grace because everyone's just trying their best. And I think that's why it's important, like you said, to, to rely on the community and the resources that are available to sort of, you know, help ourselves, but as well as help our children. Mm-hmm. And to feel good about that, not bad. Yes, not guilty about it. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I think that's so important. Maggie, tell everyone where we can find you. Well, so I hope that some of your listeners will check out the Tapouts website at tapouts.com to see how Tapouts might be able to support them and their families. I'm sure that more than a few are overwhelmed and worried about their kids. And so, If any of them can use a little relief, this is a fabulous resource. As we discussed, it's super fun for kids. It's available from anywhere in the world. It is backed by the science and it takes some of the burden off of parents to ensure that their kids learn the life skills needed to be well-adjusted. You can also find Tapouts on Instagram. The handle is Tapouts app. Yep. And like I said, I can totally vouch for it because my son's been doing it for about a year. He loves it. He loves it so much. He does it on holidays. He does it when he's on vacation. It's probably his favorite extracurricular activity. And the reason why I think that is so is because like like we said earlier, like it's so validating. It validates his feelings. It gives him tools like box breathing, body scanning, different things that he's never had access to before, but now he has access to it. And so when he starts to feel frustrated at school or because of homework, then he's able to tap into his toolbox and sort of work through those bumps in the road. I love hearing that. makes me so happy. Yeah. And the kids have the opportunity to connect as well, which I think many of them enjoy and, and they have fun. And we know that the research shows that If you have fun while you're learning something, you're much more likely to retain what you've learned. So I think that's a a major part of the program. No, it definitely is because they they earn points. And so his thing, he is singularly focused on getting enough points to get this one particular item. And every time he's like, I'm going to get this item. I'm going to get it. I'm working towards it. And and he's like genuinely working (laughs) towards it. So I'm proud of him for, for having goals. 
Oh, so cute. Cute. Maggie Vaughn, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.